What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. John, before we kick things off, everyone wants to know how you're feeling. Last week, you were feeling pretty darn good. Are you pretty much back 100%? Yeah, I feel great. Um, thanks for everyone asking. As people still continue to reach out, I, I greatly appreciate it. Um, I'm feeling great. I feel normal. I got smell back. I can smell my food again and <laughs> and other things, unfortunately, you know, but, uh, uh, but my wife's doing really well. She's, um, um, had a really great day today, her, one of her best days. And then, um, so I think she's going to be close a few more, about three or four more days of just rest. And I think she's going to be back to hundred percent. So, um, but we're doing good. And we had a, we had a fun day as a family today, just around the house, of course, but you know, it was a lot of laughs and, and, uh, it was a good day. How are the kids? Oh, they're good. They're getting ready for Christmas and Chloe's excited because tomorrow's her last day of school from home. Her little, um, you know, a distance learning and she'd be off for two weeks. So she's pretty stoked about that. And we're pretty stoked about that too. Cause <laughs> it eases things up a little bit around the house. All right. So, um, I guess we should quickly talk about our Patreon. The announcement went out Monday. We have a Patreon, which, uh, is a network. Essentially it, it, it is something that I've been, thinking of doing for quite some time i remember even before we switched over uh to the blue wire network like right like i want to say it was like a, a week or two before that opportunity came up i started reaching out to a couple people like, hey you know if you thought about doing a podcast or or, or whatever and, and got some feedback and then the Blue Wire opportunity happened, so we had to put that on hold. The Blue Wire opportunity is still there. We are still doing this show uh, for the Blue Wire feed. And uh, I, I will generally still try to do two shows a week for the Blue Wire feed. But the Patreon is something where uh, we have a, a bunch of folks who I personally... Um, was was just interested in working with so ryan frederick i've known him for quite a while i've always thought that he was a bit underutilized he would probably say the same thing uh he is on board obviously paul fontaine who was just kind of like the uh the utility knife for us because he can do a few different things he and ryan are doing there in the clinch really really hardcore ufc stuff that they're talking about so if you're interested if you're a ufc fan like that's really a show to listen to carlos toro and robert silva two of my favorites i kind of like uh, carlos was doing other stuff and i was really interested in what he was doing for fightful and when he had the opportunity to do something different i jumped on that because i just think he's so talented he and robert obviously everyone knows i love robert uh they do the pound for pound boxing podcast so that and the ufc show are kind of like sister shows to me because there's just so much knowledge and so much uh, passion for those sports in those shows and i think those are like from a newsworthy perspective from an ana analysis perspective from a recap perspective like you can't really go wrong with, with those shows and then uh you know the justin nipper show high tension which i think is the most unique show on the network he and jd have been doing that holding down the fort i know you're going to be on that maybe not every week but a, a lot of the weeks 
And that is a show about Japanese wrestling, Japanese culture, Japanese wrestling history. Like they were talking about Luthez uh, on the uh, the one of the previous shows. So those are those are like really the the meat and potato shows in our Monday through Friday network. And then you and I, st- not not this upcoming um, Monday, uh, but we'll do so. Just I'll, I'll kind of give you I'll give you that schedule in a second what you and I are doing, but basically, so you and I, we will have. Um, let me pull up the schedule here for for the for our Patreon show. So we'll do a show this upcoming Monday, and that will be on the twenty first, and that will be on WCW Saturday night, um, and then the following. Monday, uh, I think we're actually, and I'll explain the schedule now. We're going to actually come back on that Monday, the 28th, and we're going to actually do our AEW and NXT reviews for the tw- uh, the shows on the 23rd, because we're not going to actually have a live show on the 24th. What we're going to do on the 24th is we're going to look at the WCW, the last WCW Saturday night of this run, of our run of doing these shows in 1992. I think it's like December 26th. And then on the same show, we're going to talk about that Starcade. So we've kind of been building up for Battle Bowl here. So we'll end that WCW 92 run actually on this Blue Wire feed. And we'll have that. We're going to pre record it, but it'll be up on. Uh, Probably Christmas Eve. We'll put it up a day early uh, on that Thursday morning, which is the 24th. And then uh, the following Monday, we'll do our normal AEW. So the Patreon and, and the live feed will kind of get mixed up a bit. But, the, but, you know, the people who are on our Patreon are more are, are also listening to this feed. So that won't be uh, any different. And then kind of the bookend show, the one that I really looked at as far as, you know, somebody who has an audience who has been doing something for a long time, two jabronis of the wrestling podcast. They're doing a little bit of a topical, uh, a specific topic on uh, The Rock that, you know, that's sort of what their podcast is named after. So they bookend us on Friday. So we have audio Monday through Friday for nine or for 10 bucks, 10 bucks a month. Uh, if you just want to spend the five bucks, it's it's this show, this Monday show that we're doing on the Patreon, and then the Friday show with uh, with two jabronis. So those will be the sort of the bookends for that five dollar. And then as you go up, you can definitely get more. We're gonna have a Q and A with Dave Meltzer pretty much monthly. We're gonna do stuff uh, with John Moxley as far as UFC is concerned, and uh, you know I have other ideas on shows. I'm actually gonna bring back a pop culture show. We'll focus on music and movies, and just bring on some really fun people whose uh, fields of expertise are, are in those areas. And the twenty five dollar that we've sort of limited to just forty spots. Taking that to the next level is really if you are interested in, in podcasting, learning how to get in this industry, um, learning how to uh, write in, you know, if you, you want to write, you want to open up your own website. Like I will give you pretty, pretty much hands on one on one sort of style conversations and feedback and things that you can reference uh, to do that. So uh, in addition, when we do come back to live wrestling events, we will we will have live podcasts at events, and if you are in that twenty five dollar um, range of of subscription, you can basically 
come on with us and, and hang out and, and while we're doing it live at, at these events. So those are all the tiers. Uh, Patreon.com, front slash Fight Game Media. All of that information is there. All, you know, I mentioned the the uh, the press release that we did. That sort of explains everything as well. There, the the podcast where we did, we gave folks the, the little bit of uh, samples of all the shows. That that is up. And and also the one thing I, f- I failed to mention, which is uh, Kila Cash and Andy Marshall. They're going to be doing our WWE recap show, so they will kick off their uh their first show i did one with them for uh the nxt show the last nxt show but they're going to be going just the two of them after tlc this weekend so if you if you know keila as a lady wrestling x on twitter uh she's she's doing a lot of podcasts so she she's very well suited for for that show so You'll, I'm sure you'll hear more about this from us because this is really what we want to grow. If you enjoy this show and you know you want to support what we're doing, really it's about the people who are kind of jumping on with John and I, um, who I'm really interested in, in helping launch and also in you know putting a, putting a few dollars in, in their pockets for for trying to get this thing started. A lot of these folks, you know, they they also write for um not only for me but for uh wrestling observer so these people are just you know working their butts off so I, I like to reward folks and so hopefully we get some you know some more uh some more patreon some more customers so that uh we can reward all those folks but that's what we're doing reach out to me gg at fightgamemedia.com if you have any questions but uh, yeah so let's get this thing kicked off here um, a couple of other things before we get into our normal reviews, which is a big boxing weekend this weekend. Uh, last weekend was a, was a pretty good boxing weekend too. the Anthony Joshua fight, which Carlos and Robert covered sort of the fallout of that on uh, on their pound for pound show. They're going to be back next week. I'm sure talking about both of these fights. Carlos is actually going to recap some of these some of the stuff on fightgamemedia.com as well. I think I'll probably be up with a play by play for the Canelo fight. Probably not the Triple G fight, but definitely for the Canelo fight. Um, and then also the last UFC show of the year, if you uh, check out, if you want to check out Ryan's guide to the last UFC show of the year, it, there are some really good fights on that show. So they look to go out with a bang. Last week's pay-per-view was awesome. One of the best shows of the year. Justin Nipper and I came back and we did the recap of that show. So that is also in our, in our $10 uh, Patreon tier feed. Uh, but yeah, so it should be a really, really cool weekend for uh, all the sports because then sort of the capper of the weekend. I don't know if it's the capper, but it is the last show, which is TLC on a Sunday night. And then, like I said, Keela and Andy will come back with a show in the $10 tier, uh, a recap of that show in the Patreon as well. So, John, what are you actually going to be watching this weekend, if anything? I'm not going to be watching TLC. Just never been into that show. I hate the, I shouldn't say hate. I just like the themed force theme shows and TLC is one of them, even though I went to one live before here in San Jose. (laughs) Um, And that was a pretty fun show. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Um, 
Um, well, definitely watch Stargate 92 to review that. Yeah, yeah and, we got to get um, caught up this weekend. The last uh, New Japan Strong show um, that's going to air on Friday looks pretty good. Um, JR is wrestling. Him and Tom Lawler are wrestling as a team um, against Fred Rosser. And I believe, gosh, I don't want to say who, I forget who it is, the, the other person on the other team. Oh, PJ Black. So that should be a good match. Jeff Cobb versus Russ Taylor, who now is Tyler Rust in NXT. <laughs> so um, that should be a good match. Uh, there's like four matches on that card, and they all look pretty good. So um, I'm going to watch that on, on Friday night. I think that'll be a fun thing. And I need to catch up on uh, NXT UK. Um, I missed last week because I was just out of it. And forgot to watch it just wasn't really focused on wrestling at that time and then um i know they just had one today so and i know they're building up to walter versus a kid so uh, i want to catch, catch up on that show and that's a quick really quick two hours to catch up on so okay so before we i was actually going to save this for when we talk about nxt but since you brought it up what do you think about ben carter going to the nxt uk brand um well he's not legal here in the united states right because he was never legal and that's why he worked the shows for free of AEW. Right. But uh, WWE signed him, and he's since he's legal <laughs> in the UK, they sent him back, right? So um, I guess what they have to do, instead of going through all the hoops for the... Mm-hmm. Right now was where things going on. So um, I think it's cool. I think they've... Uh, I think it's a good thing. Give him some exposure there. Um, I know it's... You know, not, not only eyes are on NXT UK as NXT, obviously, but um, this will give him some time to grow because he's a good athlete. He's a, you know, he's a sensational athlete, but grow as a worker. I think you have time to develop there and get some quality stuff. And he gets to work with a lot of great people and great training facility over there. So um, and then once things get normal and there'll be hopefully more flights back and forth, uh, I, th- I think you'll see him in NXT, NXT uh, USA. And like, there's no rush. There's no rush. He's still really young. So no rush. How old is he? I think he's early 20s. He just can't be too young. He's, I guess he, I, I didn't believe that. He, I didn't know he came here four years ago. Hmm. Um, and took a chance and worked shows. And I remember seeing him on some, just some random matches. I just clicked on YouTube, check out. I was like, I was checking out a different guy and I saw him work. Uh, I saw him work and I was like, wow, this guy's good too. And then when AEW put him on and got him on matches, I'm like, oh, he's a good little signing. If they can get him, they never did. Yep. And then uh, WWE swooped him up. and Probably for all the reasons that you just mentioned. No, yeah, he couldn't. He, he had to work those shows for free. He just did it to get exposure. And, and uh, you know, and of course it caught the eye of WWE. And, you know, and now, he's, now he has a contract and he's working in NXT UK soon. So pretty cool. All right, so uh, before we... Uh, um, we're going to go to a quick uh, ad break here in, in, in a second. But um, you had a tweet, and I know you are getting people excited <laughs> for the show. But we're gonna, we'll are we hang on to, uh, to this tweet here. I'm still trying to find it. Man, you, you tweeted more than I thought. This, uh, this, okay, here we go. Here we go. I was busy today on Twitter. <laughs> here causing we. drama, too. It's causing drama with some people. <laughs> you said uh, the main event of Kenny Omega and Joy Janela was an embarrassment on so many levels. I will go into detail on this week's Fight Game podcast. So... We're actually going to lead off with the dislikes because I have one main dislike, which is not this, but it is a main dislike that is starting to really drive me nuts that I think... You just have one? uh, My my lead dislike 
is eight is this <laughs> and it, but it is not related to omega and genelics i didn't really i i they was just sort of there for me but uh but yeah so we'll lead off with the dislikes because uh there's there's just something that's that that just kind of really frustrated me and it crystallized uh based on this show but yeah so quickly uh before we do that let's talk about indeed um my company we have uh, our last all hands we do a weekly all hands every friday at 11:30 kind of it's it's kind of been a show now that uh, we're all out of the office um and at home it's it's become literally like a, a a zoom show in a sense like it's so well produced i'm like man these people these people are 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 you know learning new skill sets with how sweet this this meeting is and how they go from camera to camera to camera um but it also it makes me wonder like you know when we get back into the office like i'm gonna really miss these really creative all hands uh all hands meetings um because you know 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over we have our last all hands meeting then we're off from like the 24th through the third though i did take a couple extra days off for uh, tokyo dome reasons uh business across the globe businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient which means every hire is critical and indeed is here to help so Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria, and you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. And the offer is valid for two more weeks. As of this recording, December 31st, terms and conditions apply. All right, so I'm going to let you explain that tweet to to kick off our AEW dislikes, and then I will comment, and then I'll follow up with the thing that I found that just really annoyed me this week as well. Are you sure? I don't want to hear what, you, what annoyed you so much. I'm curious. I'm surprised you're not it, more on dislikes on this show. No, no, no. It's not one. the only dislike. I, I have oh, okay. my normal three dislikes as yeah. well. Um, actually, I have four. I have four dislikes. But this certain, this one specific thing, it's related to the Omega thing. So I'll f- sort of follow up. But it isn't the actual match, which which wasn't my dislike. I tell you what, man. I was watching this match, and I need to start watching AEW first. I think because. Because after this match was over, I couldn't sleep. I was so pissed off. Like I was just, just felt disrespected. The 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 wrestling business, I felt disres- was disrespected. Um, this was this was really bad television main event. This is this is this. It was horrible. I thought personally. Um, first of all, the match itself makes no damn sense. Like there is no reason. For this match at all, there's a title eliminator. Joey Janelle is not even ranked. He's not doing anything. Okay, so can I, can I can I explain this to you? Because this is what I understood it completely, but this is what is part of my frustration, and I think it it may it may give you some insight. It may not, but okay. So last week, Tony Khan tweets that 
there's something going on and we'll have video of it and we'll post it to social media. And basically, it's a video of Kenny Omega explaining that he's got to jump on the airplane, going to wherever impact tapes or, or whatever, whatever. That, that was what they, they were saying. But anyways, he said he was reading his at mentions on Twitter and he saw people chirping at him because he won this tournament, the number one contender tournament where he beat uh, Adam Page in the finals. But people were saying that he got a little bit of a, of a lighter road to the finals. If you remember, he was supposed to face Janela in the first round. Janela, I think he, there was some contact tracing and he may have been hanging out with someone who was positive for COVID-19. So he was out of the match and they put in Sonny Kiss. And as, as you remember, he beat Sonny Kiss in like, I don't know, 10 seconds or something. And then he was supposed to face Phoenix, who beat Pentagon, but then Phoenix got hurt, so then he faced Pentagon, and he beat Pentagon. So what he was explaining was that because he hears the chirping from the people, that he actually wants to face Janela just to show the people that, you know, he he can beat Janela. And so that was the the story uh, of the video. And what I immediately saw in this video was, oh, they just want a reason, a logical reason for him to face Phoenix because that was going to be, you know, the the big match for that tournament until they got to Page was just was just going to be Omega and Phoenix. They've had two matches, uh, one on an indie show, which supposedly was tremendous. I, I remember it being on Facebook, but I don't remember seeing the whole thing. And um, and so that I, right away, I was like, OK, that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to get to this match for Phoenix. So I understood that. What I didn't like is if you weren't watching their social media, none of this makes any sort of sense whatsoever. And the frustration is they, they did this several times on this show. Matt Hardy being a dick to private party. I'm sure there are teases of this on BTE, but I don't see any of these teases mm-hmm. on Dynamite, right? No. And this Kenny Omega thing, if you're not following their social media, none of this makes sense. As far as I can remember, there was no recap on Dynamite explaining why he's got the match with Janela. So my A1 dislike about this show is the fact that they are getting way too cutesy with this stuff that happens outside of the TV show, the two-hour TV show that pays them so that they can actually run a company. They're not telling us these stories on the TV show, just assuming that people are watching B- BTE, people are watching their social medias, which obviously the they're not because the numbers are so much bigger on television. And like, I got it because I watched the Omega thing, but if I wasn't watching the Omega thing, I would have thought exactly what you did, which is there's no explanation of why Janela is in this match because they just threw him on TV. We're like, oh, it's Omega and Janela. Like, great. No. And, what you know, of course, no disqualification. That's the only way they can have this match for, for Janela's standpoint for it to be any sort of interesting. But that's a story. That's my number one mm. pet peeve and dislike of this no, show. You can yeah, now continue to, to talk about this match. No, I agree with you. See, I would love to have that the explanation. You know, it's kind of 
it's kind of thin, but whatever. They're trying to explain it. Um, and then the, and there's no disqualification. It was just a stupid crutch for them to do hardcore stuff because Joe Janela sucks and he can't work. And he's completely exposed on national television. I There's nothing against him personally. Nothing as I, you know, I, I don't even know the guy. I, I, I think he's a good guy. And, and, and the thing is, the thing is to, to just back up what you're saying, it's frustrating that either what, what you're saying is, A, he's just not good enough to be on TV, which I think there's there's something there. Uh, not good enough might be a little strong. I, I, I no, think he's, he's he, really bad. He's not. Well, but but he works a specific style for an indie crowd audience that is pretty much with every every little thing that he does. That indie audience is with him, and when he works for TV, he tries to do a little bit of that, which doesn't work at all. But he becomes a little bit exposed when it comes to working TV because you can see that there are moments. And uh, one of these was, uh, remember that match, uh, that tag match where, where it was Miro and Sabian? And like, uh, he's like saying something. I think Sabian like got hurt or something. And he's like, are you okay, you bro? Okay? Are you okay, yeah, bro? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like stuff yeah. like that, right? So it's just, it's just wh- whatever that reason is. Like, I think he, I think if he was focused on being a, a better TV worker, he could shape up a little bit but it's just his style i mean what he's good at is that indie style and that crowd loves him and he's really good at promoting himself promoting those shows he's the darling of the indie scene right now it just doesn't really correlate to television no no he's he's just he's just not a good worker at all he just he's not that talented he needs the crutch of the hardcore stuff because that's what he that's the smoke and mirrors that he needs i think he's perfect for the indies i think he's perfect for like i said i think he's a great promoter self-promoter obviously um you know if marcus mack and all pro wrestling wanted to book joe john i said that's a great move because he'll draw the indie crowd that you want absolutely right? and i, I want to be against it um uh, I'm not gonna say I, like just like you know at the time Joey Ryan was you know I was not my thing but you know I understood he was drawing drawing an audience for us at the time when except for the one opportunity when Cornette and Meltzer make up and we get invited to Louisville and then you're gonna have to tell him ah we booked Joey Janela or uh, we booked Joey Ryan I'll be honest I mean if you, yeah, what's he gonna do <laughs> it's my job the if the promoter wants to book Joey Ryan what do you want to do I can't say no you know I'm gonna you know do my best I can with the guy right and you know it's Joey was was Joey I guess uh, but luckily we don't have to worry about him anymore thank God so uh, but anyway like this match is just is just like head scratching and it just got worse it just kept getting worse and worse and worse first of all like I said no disqualification match it was just stupid just a crutch for Joey Janela uh, Joey like right away hits this garbage can on Omega as he comes to the ring why can't Mega just like duck away <laughs> He just sits there and lets a guy run at him with a garbage can, throw it at him. Stupid. Don it Callis. Was, it was Callis. Callis was talking. That's why Omega was like waiting for Callis to yeah. keep putting him over on the mic. Don Callis, his his number one guy, his world champion, is getting bashed with the garbage can, and he has so he's so concerned about this. He all he wants to do is do commentary. He's trying to get he's trying to get on the commentary booth. That's how that's how concerned that he shows when his guys get beat with the garbage can. All right. Oh my God. Then like earlier on, 
Um, you remember before the Terminator dive? Omega mm-hmm. hits this baseball slide dropkick, and Joey Janela just strolls and sits down in the chair that's placed there. <laughs> I mean, God forsake. I mean, a lot of people crapped on Sabu, but at least he jumped down and gave the guy <laughs> some good-looking punches and set him in the chair before he just dive mm-hmm. out onto it, right? I'm just like, what the hell? Like, just Janela is so bad. He's so bad at feeding. I don't think he understands what it is. I don't think he's ever trained. And Wait, do we know who he trained with? I don't know. This fucking his backyard. I don't know. We, okay, we got to ask Nick. That's not, we yeah, gotta yeah. Hit up Nick and ask him some questions. Uh, so Omega then grabs the cookie sheets, right? The, the, the loud sound cookie sheets. And and he goes to give a cookie sheet shot to Omega, uh, to Janela. And he just he just turns around and feeds his back like and looks back. OK, hit me. I'm here. This is my back. This is where you're going to hit me. Just so bad. That was a, that was a Big Van Vader and Sting with the two by four. <laughs> <laughs> then, and then, like, the idea of, like, Don Cowles doing commentary while Kenny Omega is beating up on this poor guy, right? It was to get this heat and get sympathy on Janela. You can't get sympathy on the guy that the fans don't care about. The AEW fans do okay. not care for Joey Janela. They don't well, care. Well, the it's pro- not like the Jungle pro- Boy or something like that. <laughs> the problem is, is like there's no fans. There's fans there. I mean, there's there's a there, there's a few fans, and and you couldn't really hear them because they're so far away from the ring. So we're relying on the actual wrestlers who are around the ring, and I don't know, like maybe they should have cheered louder because then they could have got on some of those. GCW shows, but oh, like, like I, I didn't, I didn't really hear the crowd react to anything on the show no, at all. So. Not, not like this was necessarily a show that they were setting you up to react to, like the last two shows. But still, it was really, it was pretty silent, pretty much the whole show. They should because they had nothing to really cheer about. Um, and then it just kept getting worse, dude. I and mean, first of all, how stupid is this? So Don Callis is doing commentary at ringside, right? First of all. They're not Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler can do this without any plunder and keep it entertaining, and he's done it many times. And he, they should they need to really watch Jerry Lawler. That's a pretty yeah. high bar, though. That's a re- well, I, oh, I know they 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 Omega can't even tie Jerry Lawler's shoes, but but Don Callis. Okay, so Don Callis, this invader, this asshole who screwed the fans, who who pulled the wool over AW Tony Khan. He's the invisible hand. What? He's the yeah the invisible hand. <laughs> And he, and he, but the, he has a live mic. No one can turn it off. Is he plugged in his own system? What's like? Why can't Tony Khan just turn it off? You know, he turned Taz's mic off. He that turned one Taz's, but the, the invader, this asshole, he can't turn it off. Oh, don't tell me that Tony Khan is going to be the Eric Bischoff of the NWO, please. Oh, probably most likely. He's already he's already jacking off on it like he he has a little play thing at impact right now soon to be in a different promotion and um so and then of course omega he gets on it right now he's doing his he's doing the color commentary right for the match so omega starts jumping on it and he gives the referee bryce ginsburg the microphone his hold this while he does a move to joey and what is bryce ginsburg the impartial referee the guy that's supposed to call it right down the middle no he does he holds it for kenny omega and he guess he goes down for a count with the microphone in hand. Like, dude, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> you're not working for this guy. You throw it to the side. You say, screw you. I ain't, you don't even take the microphone from him. You take it, you throw it to the side. 
well, he's an idiot. He's a dumb mark. And and then, um, <laughs> oh my god. And then of course the moonsault crushes uh, Joey Janelle with the garbage can. Two count. You know. Then he double stomps Joey Janelle with the garbage can. Two count. Then he goes for his finisher. Of course, guess what happens? Holy cow. The reverse Huracan. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. Joey Janela is from zero to hero. He's fine. He just got crushed two times with the with the with a uh, with a garbage can. But he's okay. Don't worry, folks. He's fine. Sunny Kiss grabs a table. I've never seen anyone skip to set up a table. Prance and set up a table. <laughs> I was like, this can't get any worse. Joey Janela, he goes to find some plunder. He opens the ring skirt. He's looking around. Right in player's sight, there's a barbed wire baseball bat. So apparently, John Moxley left, and the ring crew does not know what the fuck to do with it. But they leave it right under the ring. And guess what? Joey Janela doesn't use it. I don't know about you, Gary, but if someone's beating my ass with a fucking garbage can, I'm going to grab that bear spell bat with a barbed wire. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm not going to leave it there, all right? And then... He puts Joe. He puts Omega on the table, climbs to the top rope, proceeds to nearly kill your top guy with landing his ass on Omega's face. Right? He can't even do a stoop this thing correctly. <laughs> this how much this how bad that this guy just sucks as a wrestler. Right? I'm just talking about his talent, people. I'm not getting on his person. Yeah, you know, like I said, we, I probably enjoy hanging out with Joey, Joey Janelle, but totally as a wrestler, my. God, and he nearly kills your top guy. He nearly kills your biggest angle by doing a stupid move. Like, why is he going for a leg drop? And guess what? It means nothing because all of a sudden, here comes back Omega. He's fine as can be. Thank God he survived that. Right? Oh my God, it's just that was scary, dude. I, mean, I thought he was done. I thought, oh my God, they just hurt Omega, and I mm-hmm. haven't, you know. And I was like, this is this is. Uh, this is crazy. Of course, Joe jumps in the ring. He does a moonsault. He misses, you know, and he just pops up and stands there for a V trigger. Doesn't feed, doesn't sell into it, doesn't get ready. He just sits there and just goes, okay, hit me with it. I'm just waiting here. He has, he just doesn't know how to work. This is horrible. And then, and then <laughs> Joey does that comedy sell with the the arms and legs in the air like that you know you've seen that one or a couple clips of guys get knocked out when they're like you know i don't know what you call it but their arms and legs are stuck in the air like what did you think about that when you saw that to me there's two (laughs) things that one he's an idiot two he's doing his own personal f you because he doesn't like this booking of himself in this match or or he just doesn't know how to sell that way and he shouldn't sell that way. And if I was a mega, I would have kicked that dude right in the fucking ribs and made him piss blood for two weeks. Now, my buddy's a wrestler. He told me, he's like, he ch- no, yeah, I would have done is kicked him right in the face. And I'm like, whoa, okay, I'm just, <laughs> I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, you know. You know, just, just you yeah. Know, I mean, that could, that, could, that could disfigure the guy. Like, that's a little but, rough. Yeah, but you know what, though? I've seen it. I've seen. It. I remember one time in a match, I was managing out at ringside, and um, this one guy. I'm not gonna say his name, but he picked up one of my guys for a suplex, and just, just, and he, you know, he's going up for a suplex from one of my guys, and just totally sandbags and guy had to muscle him up, and then he goes for another one, and he has to muscle him up again. He's like, dude. Like, what the hell? Like, he yells at him right in the match. Like, I hear him because I'm right there at the ringside. I was right there. And he goes, dude, go up lighter, bro. And he does it again. He goes up heavy again. So I get fed a spot where on the ropes where I'm going to choke the guy on the rope. And before I can choke on the ropes, this 
my guy kicks him right in the face like as hard as could be like it sound like a a gunshot went that's, off that's rough <laughs> but you know what he deserved it he fucking deserved it and joe you know if i was if i was a man i would have soccer kicked him in the ribs i swear to god because that just shit on everything that you're trying to, not like not like it was great to begin with but he just like shit on everything that they were trying to accomplish and i would be so freaking pissed off about that and it's that's i just once i saw that once i saw that cell i was done dude and i was fucking furious i was just fuming and i didn't give a shit when pot came out and all that yeah. kind of stuff and now there's i'm just like whatever but this was just a complete embarrassment to pro wrestling uh just it's just just the worst i've seen i i and i just cooled off this whole thing with the mega from my opinion i thought okay so this is actually interesting because the thing that I thought you were going to have an even bigger problem was when Joey did kill Kenny through the table. No, I, I pissed off about that. But for sure. that I thought what I thought you were going to say is that Kenny didn't sell enough. No, he didn't do that. Move. No, Kenny's overrated as hell. <laughs> I, the, the one thing's for sure is that I've, I've come to realize. And I like Kenny. I think he's. I think he's a. He's a talent. But I. I, I think looking at his New Japan run, I'm giving all the credit to Okada, Tanahashi. Well, I mean, Ibushi, look, if he, if he was working with those guys right yeah, now, those, right? I mean, those guys. Those guys. He had some really great dance partners that understood how to book, how to work with him, and he had a great booker that understood how to use him. So, um, and now. I don't know. Omega's less interesting. I don't know if this was the right call to turn him heel. I think Omega should have been a babyface champion. Personally, I think that's his strength. But, I, I, uh, I could write a thousand words on the pluses and minuses of doing what they did with Omega in you know from the end of 2019 to all the way through 2020. Now, is this the no, is this in pole position of what I would have done with him? No, Th this I think this is good. And actually, in my likes, is that this is the week when the act finally won me over. I liked the act. This 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 week is the, is the, is no. where the act won me over because when they came out. Okay, so you know when when we're. Uh, so attitude era we're both sort of in like late teens early 20s mm. and the thing that actually was cool no matter if it was babyface or heel the thing that was cool was when someone made it seem like they were going sort of against the grain sort of what we th what we knew of pro wrestling that you know whether it was the nwo oh it kind of looks like they're going against the grain we know that they're not we know that this is all part of the gig but because of their personalities and because of what this is it's intriguing because it's not what we saw growing up mm -hmm. same thing with austin and dx oh they're kind of going against the grain a little bit so you know now everyone freaking goes against the grain the stupid you know uh mcmahon helmsley and vince mcmahon like the, all that stuff it's sort of like built into what wrestling is today and i think that omega and callus for the aew audience because they have they have they have made their sort of their personalities kind of bigger than life and i'm not this is not my favorite omega personality 
but I do think he's doing a really good job. I think he's bought in. And look, Callis is Harry Houdini, right? Like, who the hell? I mean, everyone knew Don Callis as the New Japan announcer. You know, he's run an impact. Impact is not on anybody's radar. And he, Harry Houdini's this whole thing to where he is part of the biggest angle on AEW right now. Like, the guy, you know, I love him or hate him. Like, whatever he did, you know, to, to, to get to this level is pretty brilliant. I like that act. I think that act as a duo they are so entertaining they're this week was not you know what they had this week was not the greatest and they they tried to make as good of what they could i I think you know we'll we'll see i think there's 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 some really smart people putting this stuff together i think they're gonna have to figure out what's working what's not look the impact rating last week when omega was on it was uh, really solid. It was better than they'd done. And this week, it's back to normal. So already, you know, whatever you can take from that, it seems like, okay, you can't just put Omega on impact every week and, and it's going to be up and to the right. They're going to have to learn from that. And I think they're going to have to learn here too. Like one of my biggest, I, I mentioned this last week, the most intriguing thing to me about this, about the last two weeks of ratings were not the actual ratings themselves, but I wanted to see what it was going to normalize at. So what it was going to be for their normal show. You know, they did two big shows in the last two weeks. Okay, what, what happens when they get back to their normal show? This was their normal show and they went right back to where they were. Mm-hmm. So they didn't they didn't get that little bit of new normal, that extra, oh, now they're, you know, it's 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 extra 30,000 people now for their normal show. No, it went back pretty much to where they were before. Not not quite. Maybe they were, they were a little bit up, but that's the stuff that I'm looking at. So what does that mean? Well, unfortunately, I thought they put a really bad foot forward because I was not interested in anything except for the Omega Callus uh, act when they sort of put this on paper. They'd been telling us about these matches. So I think they may have gone a little bit the other way and it was a really heavy show to where they're trying to get a few different acts over, which there's not a lot there. There wasn't a lot there. So you got no Moxley. You didn't really have the Young Bucks. Jericho was in a 12-man tag. That wasn't a, a, a big a big feature point of the show. So Sting's it, already Sting's already pretty old now. Like God, I'm I'm so frustrated with that. That uh, we'll talk yeah, about that. I know. It's, yeah, but but you know, but I, that that this is the stuff that intrigues me about the show, which is okay. Now they have the data. They saw what the numbers were. How do they learn for the next week? And I think they'll figure out this Omega thing. I, I think for 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 Omega and Callus. I want to say a little bit less will mean more. I know it's it's entertaining as hell. I, I at least I'm entertaining. I know a lot of the people on our uh, on our Facebook page are entertained, but it might be a little bit might be a little bit overkill. We'll see. I, I mean, you know, this is that that that's the cool thing about these shows when we talk about them is every week because they have a new show every week. We can just go, okay, we'll see what happens next. And so, you know, I agree with you. The Omega Janela thing was not great it was not on my dislikes because of the fact that i really enjoyed omega and callus but I, look you know that th- i knew once they signed that match i was like oh i can't wait to hear what john's gonna say about this thing yeah and, and we'll see how the mega 
think he's playing now. I know he's going to show up in another promotion. I know there's already there's already talk about that. Um, um, I can't say what, but you know we'll see. When it happens, I think I'll get some discussion going um, again. You're you're, te- you're teasing a little bit of something there. <laughs> I can't talk about it, but um, but yeah. So I mean, there's more to come with him and the belt collecting situation. So I we'll see how that goes, and if it does happen, things can always change. You know, it's wrestling. You know, people back out and everything. So AEW, small company, startup. They have to see what works mm-hmm. and see what doesn't. And the stuff that doesn't work, they need to quickly move on and learn. That's that's the that's the key to a startup company. All right, what else is on your dislikes list? Um, the opening match I thought was boring, personally. Um, that's to me never got interesting. I just felt like it just seems like Adam Page is just so wasted in this storyline. I'm just like, I just get frustrated with Adam Page because he was so hot with the mm-hmm. cowboy shit and as this badass babyface, and now he's just stuck with these in this mid card program and and you know i guess he doesn't have a match with matt hardy which you know to me matt hardy hasn't really done much in aw it's of interest now he's a heel again after he's way face and you know i just just wasn't uh, into this match at all i just thought it was really boring matt hardy is much better as a mentor slash manager slash talker than he is as a wrestler because he's in there with private party who we know are still green but at least they're super athletic and you know say what you want want about you know silver and reynolds but they at least there there's a lot of energy there page was sort of like sticking out uh, as a sore thumb because it's almost like he shouldn't have even been in this match based on where he should be and Matt Hardy on the other end was just like, oh God, like he is so slow now. Like he's not, you know, of course he's not going to be Matt Hardy of 1999 where he's flying all over the place. But man, like I don't, like, look, Jericho can do it, right? Jericho has clearly lost some athleticism. At, he's the dude's 50 years old, mm-hmm. but he's so smart and he makes everything work. And so you're not really watching for the for the uh, athleticism because he's doing some of the other things really well. But here I'm just watching Matt Hardy going like he's just an old dude trying to keep up with the young guys. And that's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just it just looked so weird. It felt like you have a current star went back home to his indie promotion to work with a couple lo- local guys and an old legend. That's what it felt like to be kind of a match, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Adam Page, he should be doing something more. He just, we should, something with the more meat and, and a bigger storyline than this. But, you know, but but to them, they, you know, I guess their audience, you know, the Dark Order, John Silver's popular. I mean, but we almost lost him, poor John Silver for a while, right? <laughs> it was his knee. Luckily, I saw he, t- he tweeted out that it was just bruised, but Jesus Christ, you know, like that was a stupid move to take. Like, why, why is that guy with that frame taking that D? Off this, the apron this like is what that. I'm talking about, though. Not only does the company need to learn what works and what doesn't, like these wrestlers need to yeah, do that. Okay, I'm not taking that anymore. I got to invest in myself. You know, let, let's let's move on for for certain moves like that. All right, what's on your list? All right, so I, I will come back with uh, the acclaimed in a likes, but I'm going to sort of piece it together with some other things that are related. The act in of itself, they need to go back to uh, whatever it is that they do when they put together gimmicks and they, they because look, I think it's, I, I, I think it's uh, 
kind of cute in in a sense to have a a rapper gimmick, but the problem is is that everyone thinks of John Cena's act when they watch these guys. And the guy, I don't even know, I can't even I don't even know the guy's name. Max Caster. The guy who leads the rapping. Look, he's he's a better rapper than John Cena, but when it comes to rapping on television, the only thing that matters are punchlines. And so when you're just doing punchlines, you're not really showing skill. If they were in a battle, like this guy would 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 be better than John Cena as an actual rapper. Um, but he can't actually because for TV, you know, the TV audience doesn't understand hip hop culture or enough to understand if he's good or not. They're just looking for the funny punchlines. And so I think that, you know, they, they got to figure out and, and maybe this is all that these guys are and maybe that's kind of it. But um, it's just very corny. And I don't think, you know, when you're looking at the kind of demographics that they're looking for, the 18 to 49, the 18 to 49, you know, the the, the Kazarian and, and Chris Daniel stuff popped all the old folk because it was like the West Texas rednecks all over again. But they like the young guys, the, these young acts that they bring in, they cannot be corny. They have to be cool. And the acclaimed is not cool. They are very corny. So that act is a negative. I think I need. I think they need to refigure out what to do there. Yeah, um, I think they need more. If they're gonna do the rap thing, they need more. They need more pizzazz. They need like when they come out to the ring, they need to be like instead of showing them their entrance and then come through the tunnel, there should be a video mm-hmm. of them rapping their song or something. Um, Lights should go down, or if they can, just some kind of special, more special effects to their entrance. Um, I actually have their match on the like list. I thought it was overall a good match, minus the beginning. I would not have Kazarian out rap Caster. Okay. Um, I would not have done that here because I, I have some comments on that too. But go ahead. I think you save that for down the line. Um, I think you need to kind of get this guy over as a shit talking rapper, right? And you can't get out wrapped by you know this older wrestler. You know he totally he just kind of took all the heat away from this kid. You know when he came out with this rap, and I think instead of you know doing the rap by Kazarian, they should just started hot and started fighting these kids and putting the whipping on them for a little bit. But then there's a cutoff, and now the kids take over, you know, and then save you know, and then of course they go over and they do the thing with junk bucks, and that's cool. But I would have done Kazarian just totally just destroying them with a rap. Just, just early on their game of being on, you know, the main show now. Okay, this is what I had on my likes, which is the acclaimed actually won this match because mm-hmm. and they should. If this is WCW and the No Limit Soldiers just got dissed by the West Texas Rednecks. And that WCW Southern crowd goes nuts because they hate rap and they love when people make fun of rap. Then you have the West Texas Rednecks win and you cut the legs off of the younger act. That's WCW. Here, they actually had the acclaimed winning. So this is why I wasn't too fed up with the uh, with Kazarian because I said, oh, so I tw- uh, I think I put this on our Facebook page. <laughs> Kazarian does the rap. I'm like, oh, God, just like you. I'm like, oh, God, they're making these young guys already look like idiots. And they're what, what they're also doing is making rap look 
easy. Like any just white dude can do it, right? That's a negative. But when the Acclaim won, I thought, okay, at least they figured out that if you're going to do the crowd pop thing with the baby faces, you actually have to have the young guys win this match and the baby face actually lose the match. And they did that. So I thought that was a positive in in um in a situation where where you're sort of, they're I, you know the AEW does this right they're trying to make everyone sort of get something out of a match and we've talked about you know constantly how sometimes you know some people can't always look good you gotta you gotta sacrifice folks this is just the way that they do it sometimes so that was almost the way of like okay we're gonna beat these guys with these young guys who have never even been on wrestling a match on dynamite but we'll let we'll let kazarian you know get a couple punchlines in so i understood that but i was so happy that the acclaimed one and mm-hmm. you know they're probably not winning next week so uh but at least i think they'll be in a better match and look this match was fine uh, but i think for the the style that this aew crowd the fan base really enjoys you know the young bucks are stars to this crowd and and you know they, they, they are stars so i think that'll be uh you know the, they'll they'll Knowing the Young Bucks, they'll give these guys something as well, and then they'll beat them. But I, I think I think it'll be a good showing. Here was solid, but I did like the fact that they had the acclaimed win because I think that was the only way to go. Yeah, I think, but I, I don't know. I don't want them rushing this match with the Young Bucks because they're just going to lose like right away, right? It, I think. I mean, who knows? They could do something else. It's not you know, title, it's, I it's that top flight uh, thing. Oh, they saw no, it was a how, how they, no, no, no. But I know. But they saw how top flight kind of took that level up with the Mm -hmm. fan base i think they're trying to recreate that you probably should you know maybe create some distance so that when you do it again the next time people aren't going to compare it to the top flight thing because that's my main worry is i don't think these guys are as talented as top flight and next week i don't expect the match to be as good as the top flight match and then i think the acclaimed are going to be a little bit of a level below top flight which i don't know if that's what you're trying to do here I just think, you know, they should have get a couple more wins on the main show and talk. And again, I always mention the Young Bucks and their post-match rap or whatever. Like, we're coming for you. But they already, like, they already mentioned on the, uh, on during this match that, oh, they're already ranked number five because they won all these matches on Dark. They beat mm-hmm. a bunch of jobbers and now they're ranked number five. So, you know, it's just, you know, those rankings just drive me insane anyways. But the, uh, the, the other thing that was, pr- now th- this may be for this, this very young audience, but I don't know if you caught this. They called them cucks. Did you catch yeah, that saw, in their I rap? That. I heard. I'm like, okay, like that. That is a that is a word for uh, you know folks who got yeah a little bit on the low self esteem uh, situation there, where they call each other cucks. I, I wouldn't have gone there. That's that's not really. It's the reason the why I don't watch. I, do. I can't watch the show with my kids. Right? Just yep. there's no way. I mean, I know you know NXT did have a bad word this this past this show, but. You know, ninety nine percent of the time, it's going to be a pretty clean show, and I can watch with my daughter, who's five, and you know, and now she's a wrestling fan. I want to see Rhea Ripley live and in person when it happens. So, you know, it's just a lot too much foul language. Um, on my dislikes list, my next up was <laughs> the Miro interview by Alex Marvez. Yeah, my that's on my list. so that's, bad that's it was funny. Seventy five thousand dollar fine, just twenty five dollar five thousand for each person you heard or whatever, just so over the top and dumb it was so bad this was so bad that jim ross just totally rubs his nose of it coming out of it saying great work 
Alex Marvez. <laughs> like he just, like, <laughs> he's just like it just, 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 just so bad. And then I don't know what that shirt Miro was wearing. Like, was it because it, as for just in case he gets lost in a dark area, there's reflectors or something. Like, so do do you? Okay, th- this term. Now I, I, I'm I'm probably aging the both of us, but do you understand what a hype beast is? What the hell's that? Like, I mean, I know the hype man is, but not so it's kind of like um, it's kind of like someone who's a trendsetter who always has like the new stuff and and the young kids, you know, the people are, all, oh, you know, he's wearing this Supreme shirt, so I gotta buy this shirt. I think that's what Miro is trying to be. Like Miro's trying to be this dude for this young audience who sees like the Gucci stuff and, you know, these crazy sweatpants that when they go and look for them online, they're like $500. I bet he gets frustrated with that damn shirt because he gets caught on every goddamn thing he walks by. He's just pulling shit and he's grabbing stuff. He's just walking by people, it's clanking on their clothes. He's just like, I gotta take this off. This thing's a bunch of crap. <laughs> okay, so look, the, the Miro thing, we, we 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 can say, you know, we can probably put Miro and Kip and the best friends in our dislikes list every week, even before the before the show starts. The the angle sucks. Miro's character sucks. He deserves better. I hope he gets better. I hope they wash their hands with this at some point. Maybe he doesn't deserve better. Maybe this is him. Maybe he's like like the Rusev Day stuff. Maybe they're like, no, we're not going to do it because you're an idiot, you know, kind of thing. Maybe they're like, you know, man, let's not really run with it because uh, it's no. going to go I mean, too crazy. I, I watched too many matches of him in WWE thinking <laughs> like, man, if this guy could just get to that next level, he's got he's got something. They just need to figure it out. They just need maybe, you know. They better, but but is it too late that this? Well, 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 maybe this is like, look, we'll let you do your thing. If it gets over, great. If not, you got to do our thing. Like you got you got to come back and, and be a beast. But I think so, this is something Jericho came up with, right? He's the one that, hey, you like video games? Kip Saban <laughs> likes video games, and I don't want my spot to be taken over no, by this no, young. No, you're gonna put Jericho. Jericho's not signing his name on this one, man. Is he? I think it's Jericho's. He, that's what Miro said. That Jericho gave <laughs> gave him the idea. Okay, did Jericho say that though? He's like, oh, uh, may, maybe I did. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I don't remember. I was on tour <laughs> getting COVID, you know, possibly. Uh, okay. So uh, the part of this, you, you said your part, the part of this that I liked even less is that the best friends then come on mm-hmm. and they're hyping it for next week, the wedding announcement and the heart rate is not a, above orange cassidy's heart rate and that guy's asleep like they were not fired up to do this promo it was like okay guys you gotta do this thing are you ready here's here's your talking points all right go and they like the it was like uh just the lowest heart rate possible to do a promo i was like you guys are trying to hype this thing and you don't even care and Miro's kind of nuts. Like, how can I possibly care about this thing? I, I was like Orange Cassidy. I was like, I, I wanted to be asleep during this whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just the, the, the best friends. Just so boring. And By the way, does uh, Trent, did he hurt himself? I don't know. Uh, uh, Melter, Melter and Alvarez said that he kind of had like some bruising on the arm, which um, I don't know if oh, you like saw a it. muscle or something? Or that he, I, I think he had like a... A bicep tear at some oh, point, sure. and so that was that. That was what I, I mean. I don't know if it, that's what it is, but they were saying, you know, that was their worry. I don't know if you saw it because uh, I didn't see it. And then mm, when they mentioned, I didn't it, I was like, oh shoot! I know his arm was hanging low, but yeah, that's that's kind of what it was in the match. 
And then yeah, they said he, when they saw it in the promo that his arm had some bruising on it. Oh, man. Well, that sucks. Well, at least sucks that he's the one. He's the better one of the two. I know. I, I know. Mean, I don't want, actually, I don't want any injury on anyone. That's not no, no, a good thing to say. But, but anyways, yeah, that was best friends. I mean, why even show that they're going to say do something? Like, f- announce the big announcement by the heels and promote it that they have this big announcement. And then as a surprise outcome the baby faces not to let the baby faces know that they're going to do something because now the heel should know that they're going to do something and be on the lookout for it you know it's kind of stupid so my last one was just the sting presentation i assumed based on their hyping of him that he was going to do another promo or something and all he did was like show his face heels coward and we went to commercial and that was it well, he'll, Powerhouse Hobbs did try to step up. To stay. Yeah, no, no, that, that, I thought that was smart. That that's the right thing to do. At least someone that did. character. Yeah, uh, but I, I, you know, I guess when the first two weeks, Sting was pretty important, right? Mm-hmm. And so you and you have him for this next week. I think you kind of have to do a little bit more than you did the previous two weeks, not less or else nope, I just don't right. think you should put him on like this. Let's save sting for when we actually have something for him the next time. Well, yeah, cause they last week they promoted, he has this big announcement. He comes out, does nothing. So I think that lost people's interest, you know, on sting. So now he's just out well, there. I guess the announcement was, is he's just watching Darby like that. That was the announcement. Ooh, exciting. They don't they have no idea what to do with them. Um that just tells me that right there. I you know, Sting should have came out and you know well, I'll put this one this goes with my another dislike, which is the Cody Rose and Helco match. I another match was very boring to me, you know, because and Helco just bores the shit out of me. When just, I, did, did I miss- AW TJP. He's just asleep. <laughs> he's sleepy Pete. Just sit there. Okay, did I miss something? Because they started talking about Angelico's submission background and he trained in Mexico. Yeah, he does some lucha tr- like, submissions. Like, uh, like, I don't remember. I mean, I mean it's, it, this can... I, I'm going to take the responsibility here. I'm sort of disinterested in that in that act. So, I, I could just be missing... Like, But is he like... You know, has he locked guys up and he has he like tapped guys out? I haven't seen no. it. I mean, unless it's on dark. I mean, but you know, he's like, it's not like he's convincingly when he does these submissions. He kind of just does a lucha thing like, okay, I'm gonna put the arm here. Here's a submission. Ha ha ha. Like, it's nothing like there's no aggression in his face. There's no, there's those like, there's no struggle. There's no like trying to lock it in. And he just, he's just like, he's like TJP. Just like, he's just bored out there. He just, you know, shows no, no, no emotion. He's just a blank canvas of just. A vortex of boredom, right? And you know, Cody is, is fine. He's doing his best, and congratulations to him and Brandy on their little one coming. That's that's great news. But like when Steen comes out, like let the let him do something to someone. Like let's get one shot on the heels. No one been great. No one been great if like all of a sudden Hook ran after Sting, right? Like he just got like two. He balled up like, oh, I'm going to do something. I'm, I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to prove myself to these guys. I'm not just a young, my dad's, my dad's young kid. You know, I'm not starting those punk. I'm going to do something. He goes to Sting and Sting just jabs him right in the bat, right in the gut. Boom. Oh my God. Sting just hit the kid, you know, like that. And, but you know, Sting means business, right? You don't, don't mess with them. Don't step to the guy, you know? Yeah. And I just thought, I don't know, something, something should have happened. Just something should have happened. Some kind of excitement. Um, it, I mean, it was kind of weird seeing the heels, you know, back up, you know, from a 61 year old guy but like i said sting's lucky that he has a face paint he's I mean, got a bat really, 
like as a bat at least so I, I was all not okay with it i just wish like you something should have happened yeah. i wanted I to hear him say something like Ow! <laughs> I want. Hey, Rossi, you want to hear Rossi? That's I want to hear. I did. I did yeah. want to hear Rossi, but I wanted to hear something like you know, forwarding whatever he's going to do with Darby because it does seem like there's going to be a long term storyline with him and Darby. Whether he's going to be the mentor, whether he's going to be in some of these goofy skateboarding videos, where he's going to like slap him upside the head and go, "Dude, what are you doing?" Whatever it is, it's with Darby. And, and, you know, they did show Darby again, but I just didn't think it was enough. Like, what don't, you know, you, you have Sting, again, sort of like the Omega thing that I just said. If you don't have anything great, then let's just pull them back. And let, let, let's wait until we have something great so we can maximize the time. Because, you know, it's not like they have... 12 hours a week to put some of this stuff on, you know, they, 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 they seem to be a little limited with their two hours. Like let's, if we're, if we're going to just waste this thing with sting, let's pull back those three minutes and let's tell the Omega Janela story the way that they told it on Twitter. So that, I don't know, it's just kind of my thing. Yeah. It's going to be fun seeing sting show up at like Darby's trailer park and goes, Hey, this is where I, this is where I live in this car right here. And then, um, he's always, Sting's gonna show up in full gimmick, right? He'll be the crow showing up in this field, and he'll be like, "So what do you do, kid? Show me, show me the ring you train at." I don't. I get in his body bag and I roll down this half pipe, and Sting's just like, "Well, fuck this, dude. I just, <laughs> I'm getting paid a million dollars. I guess it's whatever. Just let me say whatever." That's what he's gonna say. All right, do you have any other dislikes? I have a couple more. Cool. Um, <laughs> the Eddie Kingston promo and brawl with Archer, the the Death Triangle, like. You know, at first, I mean, I wish Eddie would have said a little bit more before Archer ran out. But I like the idea of Archer ran out and fight. Like, okay, he's going to go out and they're just going to start fighting. But then they proceeded to have the most the most <laughs> amateurish wrestling brawl ever. It's like it's like you and I just said, hey, let's, let's do a play fight. That's what it was. It was like they're – and all the heels jumped. All the heels came out. And then they're – and then the baby faces came out and just continued the, the worst no, – no one knows how to brawl. No one understands it. It was just really bad and very amateurs, I thought. You know, I didn't really pay too much attention to that part of it. The part that How could you not? It just looks so bad. The part that surprised me was uh, Eddie Kingston called out God. I was like, oh my gosh, this is Vince McMahon and, uh, and uh, Shawn Michaels all over again. <laughs> yeah, so that was just, just, just stupid. Um, the 12-man tag I was digging for a while like i i thought i didn't think it was that bad um but the end just the end put on this is like my dislike list the end happened like hager i thought was really off his game here um uh, the younger brother of top flight hit a dive out on pride and powerful you're talking about kid or play the 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 youngest one the 19 year old uh, I, I'm just I'm just joking because I, I said the lighter skin of the two. Right? I, 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 I was yeah. I, I said uh, that they should call him kid and play. And then uh, Jeremy, our buddy Jeremy was like, no, nah, you know, crisscross. I was like, ah, that just shows you're five years younger than me. Of course, I say kid and play. You say crisscross. But well, yeah, no. I guess kid and play does fit. But <laughs> so he hits his di- so so he hits his dive out on pride and powerful. And Hager just stands there, looks at him like doesn't clean his clock like. It just, just, it was a weird, weird, awkward situation. I think, I think, uh, you know, I know Hager likes to smoke the marijuana. So I, maybe I think he might have had a little bit too much of the, uh, the ganj or whatever the hell these kids call it these days. Um, and then, uh, 
then he gets outsmarted by these rookies. Like all of a sudden, like this big MA fire guy is six foot five is getting just outsmarted by these rookies. And on, you know, like Griff Garrison and on. Then he hits this like really ugly looking like was he trying to go for that move on Griff Garrison? Was it an F5 or something? I, I like, think it was Wardlow's move. Whatever the F10. Isn't why that would Wardlow's he do move? Wardlow's move? Because he, they, they hate each other. He like it's, like it's funny because he went for the head and arm and then he forgot like oh shit no I'm supposed to do this spot with this stupid move and I'm gonna I'm poor gonna kill this kid Griff Garrison kid who uh, who Jim Ross had reminded him of a young Adam Copeland so great um, then MGF tags in and pins Garrison this was the same finish that happened in the Matt Hardy private party mm-hmm, match mm-hmm. this on the same show how can this happen. What? Was their agent once again talking to his kids? Like, what was going on in this situation? Who was responsible for this? Like, how can they do the same finish on this, the most on the show? I just that was like, what the hell? This is bad, really bad. So this is a really bad show. Uh, what do you think about the top flight interview with Dasha? I didn't understand the question. I think the question threw everybody off and it just went downhill from there. Yeah, good old Dasha. You know, how can W let her go? Well, this is why. Why did you make the save on Chris Jericho MJF? Make the save on them. <laughs> First of all, they made, they saved their tag team partner because they were beating up their tag team partner in the match, which I believe is one of the varsity long kids, probably Griff Garrison, I believe that was. I, yeah, but doesn't shouldn't this been back booked backwards? Shouldn't this been a Jericho and Hager or Jericho and GF promo to challenge these punk kids who kind of stepped to him at the end of that match and kind of like in you know in Jericho's eyes this you know Hall of Famer, legendary world champion, you know, etc. Like he should be kind of disrespected by the actions of these kids, even though they're doing the right thing and they're protecting their partner. He should be like, hey man, don't. I'm Chris fucking Jericho. You should. You need to know your place, kids, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're going to... You want to step to us? Well, next week we're going to beat your ass, right? Yep. That's what it should have been. Not these top flight challenging Chris Jericho. And it's just really backwards. And then my last, because I almost... You did, really I, did have eight. I thought you were kidding. No, this, this show... I saw the show was bad. The show was really bad. And I almost left it off because it's just an automatic dislike because, you know... Most likely, I'm not going to like it. That's why I left it off, because it was a smidge better than I expected. A smidge? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, when Serena Deeb was in, it was, you know, watchable. Look, I, uh, every time they do these women's matches, I expect them to be really bad. And if they are not as bad as I thought, then I don't think I should put it on the list. Like, it's better than I thought it was going to be. You need to go back and rewatch it. Now, don't do that, because life's too short, but... <laughs> You have to go see Big Swole's worst hot tag in wrestling history. She springboards in or leaps in, barely clearing the top rope. She flips like she does. It's like she barely clears the top rope. And then she just stands there. She stands there and waits for someone to go after her. And it's like, you know, Ivelisse or someone messed. They all fucking messed this up. And then she needed to kill Diamante with that damn tire bomb. She's going to kill someone with that move. Then she locks on this Texas Cloverleaf, like, barely to hold, like, clamping down. I think that, you know, obviously she's waiting for. Uh, her partner D uh, to do her thing to protect so she can clamp down on the submission. But, and, but she just looked like an idiot just standing there with the, with the hold. Like it just looked like nothing. It just, 
And so this is why that's why I'm like I had to write I had to put this on my list after that. After I saw that, I'm like, this is going to list. The, the, the worst hot hot tag in wrestling history. She just flips over the top rope barely. Oh, big swole. Big swole. You're lucky Joey Janelle's on the roster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh let's talk about I have likes actually. I have four likes. Can you believe it? Okay. We kind no, of talk no. About we'll get we'll, we'll get through that. We'll get through that. I, th- I think we've talked about some of them, but uh, quickly. Um bet online. <laughs> So, so, yeah, we went we went pretty long on those dislikes, but I want to say for for Bet Online now, if you are a fantasy football player, if you made the playoffs and you won your first playoff game, you are still in the playoffs. Week fifteen, you are still in the playoffs. But if not, which is probably a lot of us. You don't really have any action. You know, you don't have anything going on. There's no fantasy football. You're not in the playoffs. Well, you got bet online. Um, head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. There's a crazy game with the Raiders and the Chargers, which was more of a uh, I didn't see most of it, but I, I was like following it on on uh, social media, following all the beat writers. And it seemed like you know, lots of bad decisions by, by coaches and, and such, but, um, you know, there, there's opportunities there. If you, if you sort of got this COVID-19 NFL season figured out, there are some opportunities. So don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. I know we got the 49ers and the Cowboys this weekend. It used to be this uh, magnificent matchup of two great franchises. They're both a little struggling this year. I will be up on Saturday morning watching this game, though. Uh, so head to Bet Online, use Blue Wire as uh, as the promo code, all in one word, Blue Wire. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, before we create this marathon show, let's uh, nah, let, let's get through some of these things. So, AW like so, I, the, the the part of the Cody thing that I really liked was the little video they did with Brandy and Cody about the kid, you know, it, it's real life. It is, uh, seemingly probably a little bit of a, uh, I, I, I guess they, they've, they can't tell the full story of what they maybe were going to tell with Jade and with Shaq, right? Because if Brandy is pregnant, maybe they're going to have to change. They're going to go to plan B maybe with that, but it is the real world. It is a real deal. Um, I liked the presentation of that. I liked the way the announcers set that up. Cody, you know, Cody looked like he was really sort of in that in that proud moment. You and I are dads. We know how that feels. Uh, he is going to be a busy dude for sure. Um, him and Brandy are going to have some uh, gorgeous uh, children. And I, I just liked the presentation of this is the real world. We're not going to hide from the real world. They're ready to. They're ready to say it to to this audience. Moxley and Renee did the same thing. And look, this is real. We're gonna do it. I like that whole presentation. I, you know, we we talked about the match. I wasn't a big fan of the match or, or the Sting thing, but just the whole let let's bring Cody out. He's a big star. Brandy. They're all intertwined in this whole thing. But we're gonna be truthful about this thing, even if it screws up a, a possible storyline. Maybe it won't. But uh, I just like the I just like the uh, you know the real life part of that. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I mean, I thought it was yeah, it was nice. I mean, I'm happy for them definitely. Um, that's great. You know, being a parent first time is exciting. Uh, the video was pretty cool. I don't know who put the package on their doorstep. 
That was did, kind you, of, did you think that's what they were doing? I mean, it was, I thought it was pretty predictable that that's where they were going. Um, no, I just was, what the heck is this? I was hoping Shaq would have <laughs> sent something like, you know, like, hey, I'm using Papa John's uh, gift card. <laughs> that would have been, been awesome, actually. You know, I feel bad for, uh, well, no, actually, he should be getting, you know, maybe yeah, bygones be bygones. He starts Papa John's gift card. So, you know, <laughs> Papa John merch, a Papa John koozie. Here's a job. <laughs> You know, because because of Christmas, I already mentioned that we're not going to do this this version of our show for uh, Christmas Eve because you know we're going to pre-record it. But when we come back for the Patreon, they're actually NXT uh, is is at the normal time, but AEW is going to be after the basketball mm-hmm. game, so That's they'll right. be a little delayed. And what I understand is that they're not doing the Inside the NBA show, which I thought they were going to do after the NBA game. So the AEW game will sort of come right off of the, the basketball game, but there's no opportunity. Yeah, I, I was hoping Shaq was going to say something about Yeah, that'd be AEW. cool. Well, maybe he's always able to be a playing. If he did, he'd probably sleepwalk it like he did the last time he was on the show. Uh, on my likes, I, I, I really like that Dustin Rose promo. I, you know, fiery promo. I know it's about the Dark Order, but, but at least it was passionate and he was ready to fight, and it was sound like pro wrestling to me. He, so com- he I, comes I from it. he comes from a different generation, you know. Yeah, well, they actually were, you know, trying to draw some interest. Yeah, that was definitely yeah, so cracking jokes all the time. So no, I, no, I definitely uh, appreciate that promo. I would imagine, and I don't know if you can get this stat, but for people who are our age or older, and I'm not saying that we are super old or anything. But, you know, that that demographic that NXT does very well in, that 50-plus demographic, I bet you, for people who are our age or older, Dustin does really, really well. Like, his ratings are really, really good for people like you and I who grew up on a different kind of wrestling than what we're seeing on this show. I just wish he would just drop the makeup. I know that's his deal, and that's what got him really popular in, in, the, late, in the mid-90s, but I just want the old... Just cowboy ass kicking. You Dustin. know what? You know, I bet you what it is, is it's the same reason why Sting wears his makeup, right? Like, I bet you Dustin thinks that he probably looks really old without it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think he can pull off the grizzled, grizzled uh, cowboy. Um, my, my, oh, go ahead. Do you have another life? No, no, no. I, I've, I've gotten through all of mine because we talked about them. You know, I enjoyed the uh, Thunder Rosa promo and the Brie Baker attack. I thought it was that was good. The, the, it was short and sweet. It, it, it was a good know, segment, straight to the point. Um, I love the rubbing of the ma- the makeup offer, all that kind of stuff. I thought it was good. I thought it was good business. I don't like the ugly stuff though. I, I don't know. Like I get it because it you know w- women when when that is a that is a, a diss right. Like you know very rarely do dudes go ah oh, like you're ugly. Like that's not a dude diss, but for women it, it, it can be a diss. I don't know. It just it just felt a little outdated to me. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I just thought, I thought it was fine. I, I I liked it. And my last one, real quickly, I enjoyed the FTR promo. That you was really stuff, good. You thought stop. You talk about stuff that felt like off the cuff or yeah. yeah. That uh, was good. This did because I liked how they had the headset. I the forgot sound about wasn't, that. I should have. The put sound that. wasn't the sound wasn't perfect. Um, the only thing that I dislike about is like Tony Blanchard just not needed at all like when you i mean ftr never needed totally blanchard because they're already established and they've already they've already made their like you know history when it comes to like people know they're really good and and dawson and, and even uh uh, uh you know, whatever his name is the other guy um he can they both can talk 
right? They both can carry the promo. And all and all Dan totally does is fear the revolu- revel- revelation. Like they have to get something in. You know, they don't even let him talk. Here I would let him start off the promo, let the let Dawson finish it, you know, at least. Um, um but yeah, I thought this was really good. You know what's interesting about them is you mentioned Dawson, uh, Dash Wheeler. Usually in tag teams, you can kind of separate the two and go, okay, this one's a little bit of better talker. This one's a little bit of better worker. I sort of feel like they're both like really good at both. And like mm-hmm. they don't, there's, there's like not one guy who's better than the other guy in this team. I w- well, I would say Dawson is a better talker. I think Wheeler's a better athlete. I think Dawson's also just a tad bit better of the worker, but not far ahead. So, no, they complement each other so well. I think they're, I think they're tremendous, and I, I don't really like this. I like this promo a lot. I think I said Dash Wheeler. I meant Cash Wheeler. Cash Wheeler, yeah. Cash, um, cash and Cash and Dash, or right, Action <laughs> Smash, or some shit like that. I think it's how. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to NXT. And since we started with the dislikes in AEW, we can start with the dislikes in NXT. NXT was the better show obviously there's you know the the two wrestling matches on nxt um though i did have a problem with the finish of one of them the two the two main events of nxt were better wrestling than anything that was on AEW for sure mm-hmm. um but i'm gonna start my dislikes i'm gonna start on the announcing now this isn't super specific to this show but it really again just like the you know the stuff where AEW does everything off of television that bothers me, it really crystallized here. So I'm watching this show, and we've mentioned the announcing in the past. You know, sometimes Beth fits in, sometimes she doesn't. You know, usually she pops in when she's you know got to go into a high pitched scream about something that's not fair. But I wanted to give Wade Barrett uh, a you know a, a little while to kind of set in because I always thought. He was such an amazing talker with WWE. And I just figured, okay, Wade Barrett is such a great talker. He's going to fit in perfectly. He's going to be a, a badass color commentator. I do not like him on this show. I think he is just about the most cookie cutter color commentator that you have. Now, I don't know if it's, you know, maybe he, maybe it's the way that he's being produced, but I know from the promos that this dude cuts, he is very creative and he should be. He should be more Jesse the Body Ventura on this show than he is. He just kind of tries to fit in. Well, I don't think he wants to really stand out too much. That's because he can't do anything. He can't like he's not going to wrestle, so he's not trying to take away. I think he would take away if he really went Jesse the Body Ventura, like you said. I I think he's okay. I, I don't. You know, he's not. He's no Nigel McGuinness. Who? I think no, no. Well, and then that's what you compare him to is because that's who I'm sort of missing is, is mm-hmm. Nigel. Yeah. And so you know, let's talk about Vic, Vic Joseph now. I think Vic Joseph is much, uh, much more in the Michael Cole sort of uh, the blueprint of what a WWE announcer is. Like he's going to give you the action. He's not going to be too strong. He's not going to be too opinionated. He's just going to give you what the producers want him to give you. My problem with him is, and I, I would, I would have to know a little bit more about how they're being produced to to know whether or not this is his fault or if it's Beth's fault. But I've been really listening for this. Listen to how many times he sets up Beth and Beth starts to talk 
And then he has to excuse himself because he has to cut her off. Mm-hmm. Now, he's the lead guy, so I'm going to put the blame on him. I, I may be wrong on that. I, I will ad- admit that I don't really know you know, exactly how he's being produced. But at least once a show, he sets Beth up for something. She's about to talk, and then he has to cut her off to call a suplex. To me, let Beth get her thing in, and if you're good enough, you can pop right back in and to determine if you need to explain what just happened. We're watching on TV, right? You're not calling it on radio. If you're calling it on radio, I sort of get it. But I just saw this dude do a suplex. You don't have to tell me that he did a suplex and cut poor Beth off, who we know is in a studio in her home and is not with you doing the show. So I think it just hit me. I think I was just frustrated with it. And finally today I was like, okay, that's enough. I need to talk about this. Cause I, I wanted to watch for it and look, you know, we, we, you mentioned McGinnis. I'm an, I, I, I'm a Moro fan. I get it for the people who think Moro's a little bit too loud, but I thought Moro and Nigel uh, were a pretty good team. And I thought that they enhanced the product. And so I think this announcing team is a little bit of a step down. It just made, it just, it just kind of crystallized for me a little bit more today. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I remember the, I remember there was one moment we had to cut it off because there was a near fall, but I, I, I'll listen for it next time for next week. I, I doesn't really, st- I think Victor is pretty serviceable. I think he's, yeah, that's, under- that's a really good word for him. I, I'm not saying he's bad. I I, 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 don't, I don't think he stands out as being like top of the line though either. Yeah, I I, I wonder. You know, I know he's you know he's under the Michael Cole kind of the thumb, right? So there's a little bit of that. Um, I you know I don't think he's that bad. I I prefer Todd Phillips more, right? When he was on the show, I thought I liked him. Um, after after you know Morrow, I'm a I'm a Morrow guy myself, but. Um, but I don't think he's that bad. But I'll, I'll listen. I'll listen. Um, I'll listen. I thought they did a really good job during the uh, Pete Dunn and um, Kyle Riley match, the main event, okay, or the main match, I guess. <clears throat> what was on your dislikes? Um, I said, well, the worst match on the show, Shotzi, Andy Hartwell, just wasn't good at all. Both these ladies really need leaders out there. Yeah. Um, the finish was blah. I, honestly, I would have kept this extremely short. I mean, I would have gone to the interference like within minutes to kind of just go get right to it instead of letting him have a match i would kind of just go to it and then when the when it happened when she, when indy hit shotzi with the trophy she should have just kept punishing with it or more or more shots she, she hits her and she's like shocked and it's like oh my god I, it just was dumb and it kind of like like and no one attacked Shotzi more. The heel just kind of walked around her. They weren't even stalking. They were kind of just like, it was like time stood still. And also it looked weird that no one came to help Shotzi out. Like, where's her friends? Where's Ember? Rhea Ripley's on the show. You know, she's in war games with her. She never and, came and out. And this is after Shotzi had mentioned how, how proud that, she was of her yeah, team, right? exactly, exactly. So I just wasn't, I thought, thought, thought this was overall just a stinker, stinker of the show. Okay, so I will use this time to not now. I really liked ninety nine percent of Rhea and Tony Storm. I thought this was the first time since Tony Storm turned heel that she really fit into that role. Now I have a problem with the finish, but what what I'm going to say about about what you were talking about is I would have just had Shotzi beat Indy. 
so that we could have done that finish for Tony and Rhea and really get the heat on Raquel and Tony beating the crap out of, out of Rhea at the end of that show so that Raquel, who backed down last week, gets, you know, kind of stands tall with Tony and, and Rhea doesn't get the pinfall loss because that's the only part of that match that I didn't like. I wouldn't, not that, you know, I love Tony uh, and I'm, I'm glad to see her get a victory, but I wouldn't beat Rhea again. Like we've seen Rhea beat so many times uh, in, in, you know, over the past year, I would have switched the kind of the styles of the finish. I would have had Shotzi beat Indy and then they could, they could still, you know, maybe they try to jump her and she scoots away so that you don't sort of repeat that finish, but I would have switched it so that Rhea didn't have to take that pinfall. And then Raquel, could have got hers back. Like I would have really switched how they did both of those. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I didn't have Rhea and Tony on my likes or dislikes. Um, I thought they I thought the match was fine as a match. I thought it was better than their World and Worlds Collide match. I don't remember watching when Tony beat her for the. I, yeah, I, I don't think title. I saw that match either. Um, but. I mean, I remember that Worlds, when Worlds Collide match was, you know, just kind of a disappointment. It was a disappointment. And this match here, it was good for a match. But my issue with the match itself, Tony just wrestled. She didn't heal at all. So, I mean, a couple little back offs, but nothing like no heel in her work, no choke on the ropes, nothing cheating. It was just... They're just doing moves back and forth, reversals, counters, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I know. think that was is because they were sort of playing into what the finish was going to be, right? Like like that, they knew that, okay, that's what's going to be the heel part of that match. But there still needs some kind of cheating. They need to be some more, a little more sympathy on Rio as she's selling it. She needs to cheat more and she needs to establish Tony's a heel. Tony's not a good heel to begin with. She's a natural baby face. She's fed suit in the role. She's totally miscast in this. Um, I'm okay with the finish because it was Raquel that cost her and that's the match they're building to. I'm guessing it's going to happen on television soon. I thought, I, I thought maybe it would happen post New Year's Evil, but my guess is Raquel is wrestling eel at new year's evil that's mm-hmm. much just my guess so i'm guessing this might be put on hmm maybe next week as a big match and first of all i would say a like it's not on my likes but let's let's put a like i think nxt was smart to advertise matches a few days ahead of time oh, this yeah. time around absolutely i think definitely helped them i think they're worth their rating of course they had some big matches on there but I think when they, I think they suffer when they don't announce anything until mm-hmm. the day, uh, day of. So they hope they continue this trend of announcing a, a few days before. Because I think, you know, I think it should be like that because you just don't have a show and no matches announced. Like it just doesn't make sense to me, right? You're not going to walk in this building and not know what's going on. In my okay, opinion. Well, at I, least that's I, no, no, no. I com- completely agree, one hundred percent. We've been kind of talking about this, and uh, Chris Aiken writes the Wednesday night preview. And this was the first week since he started writing that column where he was like, oh, NXT actually has stuff that I can write about. Usually yeah. he has like one thing. And then he's just like checking Twitter up until the show to add stuff before the, before the show starts. Yeah. And I know things change and maybe sometimes you have to do that. But like, but there has to be something you can announce ahead of time, in my opinion. Just, just, just uh, this, this, 
at least for me, it made the anticipation for this show, you know, even more, especially when they announced, you know, Kyle Rye versus Pete Dunn. Like, wow, that's a good match. I want to see it. You know, hope they have a great one. And they should. And they did. So, but, you know, I think that's good. I think that I want to see that next week as well. All right. So this next dislike, I think is going to be a little unpopular because I did not like Karen Cross's re-debut. Now, I, I'm going to say this out front. We talked about it when he beat Keith Lee. I think he should be in WWE. I don't think he should be on this NXT TV. I think he's a little he's a little too much WWE for me. And I like to see Adam Cole. I like to see Finn Balor. I like to see Johnny Gargano. I like to see the guys who are not built for WWE. I like to see Kevin Owens. Well, though, even though Kevin Owens has become a really good WWE wrestler. So all that being said, I thought his body looked a little soft. I thought he was not very explosive in this squash match. Like I watched him in the corner. He looked a little bit apprehensive. And the guy that he was facing is in a wrestling singlet. He is a wrestler, collegiate wrestler. And so Cross does the thing where he he does the he does that suplex to set up for the choke. He kind of uh he 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 you know has has his back and he crosses the legs in the front and he sits there with kind of just one arm hanging around the guy's chin and Troy rather than fight from that position mm-hmm. he puts on this like scared kid face like oh no I know what's coming and if he's a legitimate collegiate wrestler the second cross doesn't actually get to the choke like Troy's escaped like before cross can even blink. And so I was really, I thought that was really sloppy. Um, if now, if it was a different guy, if it was just like a, you know, a little skinny jobber and cross did that, then you're like, okay, he intimidated the shit out of this kid. And that makes sense because he's just so strong. He can hold the kid in the, you know, by, by crossing his legs over his, and he's got his arm is so strong. He can hold the choke with the one arm, but because Troy is a wrestler, I was just like, okay, that's just not realistic to me. Troy's out of there before carrying cross even, you know, can blink. So I, I didn't like that match. Maybe, maybe he was knocked out by the doomsday suplex. But then he wouldn't make that scared face like that. Like if you go back and you watch the face. No, I know. I I, I, had, I have an issue with it too, but yeah, go ahead. But look, Karen Cross is he's got maybe the most upside of anybody on the NXT roster as they go up to WWE on the men's side. I would say Rhea Ripley's equal. Now, who who knows what the what the booking is? You know, I, I would hope that Vince sees both of these guys and goes, okay, the the you know we're, we're pushing these two to the moon. On the men's side, Cross got the size. He's got people in his corner. I think he's going to do great. I think he's kind of wasting time here in NXT. Um, so I get that piece. And, and so um, you know, maybe it's just a little bit of frustration because I know he's probably going to beat Finn or whatever to you know to get that belt back. I, I just I, I didn't like the way that they re-debuted him, and I hope the next I hope he's a little bit more Goldberg and a little bit less like um, thoughtful, you know, thinking man's big man, you know, to an extent, I guess. Yeah, I think he needs to be in NXT for a little while. I think 
he he has and definitely has some holes in his game. He you know he's a great character. He's a great I mean has a great presence, great look. Um, you know, like you mentioned, softer. But yeah, I think he'll tighten up there. But you know, he is coming back from a you know the what the collarbone right it was mm-hmm. a shoulder separation or something. So look like collarbone because or whatever it was. But anyways, so I think it's going to take some time. Maybe he might have been back just a tad bit early. Um, he probably was a little bit hesitant because, I mean, who knows how many matches he, you know, I mean, I know he's probably, you know, training in the PC to get, you know, the rust off. You know, once the, the but once the lights hit and all that kind of stuff, you know, you know, he's a, he's human, right? So I'm sure he was a little nervous. And plus, shit, does he want to get hurt again? And without, you know, after a major injury, is there trust? That, that right? stuff is completely real, 100%. Yeah. So um, my issue was um, the finish itself. Um, the head and arm or the rear naked choke, cool finish. I like it, mm-hmm. right? But I think he needs something more impactful. Mm-hmm. I think he should have debuted a new finish or. Just done the damn Doomsday Saito as his finish, right? I was, I mean, I was trying to think of moves for him after, you know, I was thinking about this today. And that's what, I mean, this is, this didn't make my likes or dislikes either uh, because of that, because of the finish. I thought it it felt a little flat. I would have liked to see something more devastating. Maybe he came back with a new finisher, you know? Um, I was trying to think of moves. uh, I was thinking about Nakajima Noah, where he has this, it's called a vertical spike, and all it is is a brain buster. But what he does is just picks the guy up straight in the air as a vertical suplex, like Harley Race. And holds him for a minute, or not, not a minute, but you know, holds him up for a little while, and then just comes straight down with it, right? Something, you know, I, a move that I can see him doing, and it's just like he needed something impactful to be like, yeah. bam! The Rainer show the way he went into it is kind of like it just. I understand he does submissions. I understand he trade MMA in Vegas, and I know he does you know Muay Thai or whatever. Bloodsport guy. I think. I think he needs to stay away like timothy that's timmy's thatcher's deal mm-hmm. is the submission guy so let's go with the impact moves let's go with some something that's yep. really going to stand out 100 percent. you know the the way that Shayna gets into her rear naked choke is real <laughs> like it feels yeah. and that, she's obviously i mean a, another level a different like, level for sure 10, le- 10 levels yeah, ahead of absolutely. you know carrying cross on the, on the game and, and look i haven't watched Shayna since she went to the main roster because i'm not watching raw uh but you know when i watch her in nxt i go okay that is is a real way to get to that move and what i see cross do i, I didn't re- really feel that okay so um one more uh, actually i'll actually go again because i want your take on this this is a, a, I'll admit, a huge nitpick, and it's not about Swerve Scott's interview. Um, oh God, I didn't even put them on there. That's so, right. so I, I don't even know if if it would have kicked up anybody's radar at all. So they do this interview, and I like Swerve's mentality in this interview about like he really feels like he should have beat Jake Atlas. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, oh, I'm the vet. Like I should like, I'm so mad that I didn't win that match. What he says is that he doesn't like losing to someone like Jake. What he means is a young rookie. I think they need to be careful about this because we know that Jake is gay, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think Swerve Scott meant 
he doesn't want to lose to someone who's gay. I, I, that is not what I think he meant. They need to be careful, though, because we live in a world today where you have people who are waiting for others to fail at this thing. And so when I'm watching this interview, and I love I love Swerve, right? I, I really want him to do well. And he goes, I don't like losing to someone like Jake. And then he gets cut off, and I'm like... I hope that they don't go. To, I, I didn't think that they were going to go to a specific place. And I'm just like thinking, I hope they're not going there. And then he explains himself and I go, okay, I get it. They need to be careful. This show needs to be careful when you've already told us that Jake is very proud of his sexuality and he wants to promote his sexuality. So if that is part of Jake's character, you need to be crystal clear when you're cutting promos against him because of that. I think they need to be way more descriptive. I would not have gone anywhere towards that. Again, I may be the one of the few people who caught that. It's not going to be this time. It's going to be future times where they they may not be as descriptive as they need to be where it could hurt them. And I, I don't want to see that happen, obviously, because that's not what he meant. But I, they just need to be careful. And I was into this swerve thing. And when he said that, I was like, oh, my God. And then I was out of it. And and it, it, it's just because, you know, obviously, I know probably a little bit more about Jake than the casual audience. But still, I was I was like, I, I froze for a second. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I don't want to see them go in this area. I didn't, I didn't think about that at all. I, I Once he said what he said, I just figured he didn't... Yeah, he's upset that he lost his guy that's way less experienced than him yeah. and et cetera. Yeah, that's all, that's all I take as. It's interesting. I didn't, I didn't think about that that way. What else is on your dislikes? Oh, we got two more. Um, the whole Dexter Loomis drawing thing. I mean, I love <laughs> Dexter Loomis. I, I'm you do one love his, him. So I'm, I'm one I'm, of his supporters. Yeah, but like, exactly. just so... Like I thought, okay, he's gonna be drawing like a ch- like he's gonna challenge someone. I actually thought it might have been maybe I don't know how far they're gonna go with Damian Priest being injured, but obviously he's gonna be wrestling at New Year's Evil. But maybe he would have been a, you know challenging you know Karrion uh, Cross or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But he just wants to be the host and good on him, I guess. You know, like I just thought it was a waste of time. I mean, it'll be interesting. Personally. Do you think he's gonna talk? I would think so. I would think I would it's hope his. that he actually does say like a couple words at least. I think he's gonna be just drawing. I think someone's gonna probably a heel's probably gonna come and knock knock his little artboard off, and he's gonna be upset. And then we're gonna have a new program. Who I don't know. Maybe you know, you know be- what? I, I know that the, that you don't want to typecast someone like Shotzi. She did such a good job at Halloween yeah, Havoc. Yeah, I would have just great. brought her back and just been like, look, she's going to do it again because she's so good at this. You don't need a host every show. Yeah, that's also true. How about that? You know, let's, 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 yeah. And my last one is a little bit of a surprise, but hear me out. The Finn Balor promo segment. Mm. Now, I really liked, as a promo, really good. But it should have aired last week. Mm-hmm. How did Finn, after the Kyle Riley Pete Dunn match that happened in the middle of the show, send a very produced <laughs> promo after Kyle won? I thought that was very, very stupid. I you thought know what, you know what's funny. It should aired last next week. What's funny is is that the second uh, the second Kyle wins that match, they have they have the graphic, and my brain went, "That's okay." No, I mean, no, 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 no. I know, I agree. My brain went. 
Oh, okay. They they basically made two graphics. Just yeah. If, yeah. if Kyle won or if Pete Dunn won, but I didn't go to that level that you just got. That you just went yeah. to. So let me be clear. This should have aired next week. I think they should have aired a Finn Balor promo in the first hour before this match, where he talks about both men. He talked mm-hmm. about Pete Dunn and Kyle O'Reilly mm-hmm. in the same produced style. It would make sense because you would you would figure he was able to produce it or have someone come there to produce it and that's all good right but just seemed so weird that he had this heavily produced segment with just happened in 10 minutes later ready to talk about kyle rally just really made it fake and and silly so that's 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 why it ended up on my dislike list which anytime finn talks in the show i really like it and like i said the what he said about kyle and the in the new year's evil match all great stuff it just just looked so ridiculous that was so produced that if he was there in the back he did this back with you know with you know on his own yeah that's cool you know that that would make sense he's there watching the match but you know he has a really good guy that's ready to produce videos for him so good on him yeah <laughs> all right so let's talk about these likes i imagine leading off both of our likes is the the pete dunn and cal O'Reilly match you know when uh i started this i started doing this because a lot of times when I'm watching these shows, I'm kind of doing a couple different things. I'm writing notes like you are, and I may be kind of, you know, on uh, our Fight Game Podcast Facebook group, and I'm kind of typing, especially during AEW, because you know, I'm watching that live. I'm like typing stuff, and and so sometimes I, you know, I'm not watching as intently as maybe I could have because I'm just doing a couple of other things at the same time. But when there's a match that I really want to watch, what I've been doing lately. And uh, some people get a kick out of this, but I put on um, weighted gloves and I just start shadow boxing so that I make sure that I watch intently. I watch the match and I, and I pay attention to the match. I did it with Moxley and Omega and I did it again here with uh, with Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly because I didn't want to like, oh, I get a text and I look away and then I miss something. So I wanted to focus 100%. But this match was really good. I have one specific issue with this match it has nothing to do with either of these guys nxt promotes this match as uninterrupted and i was like oh so they're gonna like maybe front load the show with commercials or back load the show with commercials or have like a sponsor that's going to cover exactly yeah but instead they just do the same picture and picture that every other match that they have on that show did but we got to give them credit you know i fast forward to this picture picture too as well which i probably shouldn't because they're having such a great match but like I'm sorry, I'm watching two shows in one night. I, I gotta got, do it. I, I gotta do what I got. I definitely fast forwarded it. Uh, it. It also, I'm not a big fan of watching the little screen. No way. Right? Why? How? And there's no announcing. Yeah. I don't want to like least, to watch silent wrestling. When they said they were going to picture picture, they actually did. I don't. I, I was gonna tweet to Jim Ross <laughs> and say, I don't under. I don't know if it was just certain markets that they do picture in picture for TNT. Or is it just a plain rib on Jim Ross at this point? Because every time on this week's Dynamite where he said we're going to our picture in picture, right? Quality, you know, yeah, our yeah, famous yeah. It restaurant always meant, quality. <laughs> restaurant quality picture picture. It never went to picture in picture. <laughs> which is good on me because I don't care. But like I just thought it's like this is a rib or certain markets only get the picture in picture. Um it could be cable systems because I definitely got it. Uh, watching the Hulu version, a uh, Hulu live, okay. 
But I, I also know that there's a fight TV version of this show that people pay for. I think it's called like AEW Plus or something where they don't actually shoot the commercial. They just stay on the match and then no commentary. No, there is commentary, but I hope okay. that they're not saying stuff that they don't want us, want people to <laughs> like hear. Like with that, that famous uh, UWF um, tape where it's a fantastic match and I forget who else but Jim Ross and Michael Hayes is, are just like all of a sudden they go to commercial but the, it's still airing but you hear they're talking and they're like this fucking match sucks and they're just burying it it's just hilarious but uh, I, if that's the case I would order <laughs> AEW Plus just to hear Jim Ross's Barry shit because he's so fun. I imagine he lets a couple things out for sure. Oh, I'm sure he must go. What the hell? And you know, but anyway. So, but this match I thought was freaking great. I mean, I mean, I like these guys anyways, but like still, you know, they could have a sneaker mm-hmm. or overbook something or just drive me insane. So I just don't guarantee I'm gonna like it until I see it. And pff, shit, they delivered, man. It's kind of weird because they just had a ladder match and a organized match. Now having a singles match, right? Yeah, but. At the same time, I mean, I, I t- you know, just to get that nonsense out of my head, like as a match, I thought it was fine. I didn't like the beginning part with all the tag teams doing their deal with like Rizongo came out and all that kind of stuff. Like it was a different way to get the seconds away from the ring. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. And I know they're going to set up a multi-man tag match maybe for a championship child shot or they're going to, I don't know, maybe Dusty Classics coming back. I don't, I don't know, but. Other than I understand him trying to do something different than the whole like referee kicking both sides out deal. Um, I thought that was a little bit, a little bit much, but even though I was, I did appreciate all the referees coming out and trying to separate the teams, etc. So that was cool. But uh, once they're out of here, the match really got going and they have such great chemistry. Um, I like the idea of Kyle getting another shot. I thought maybe Pete Dunn just for something new and different because, but there's so hit, there's this history of this great classic match that Finn had with Kyle Riley. And I, what do you think? Do you do a title change? I think I don't, I think you have Finn once again, retain it, but you still showed that Kyle was once again, a step away from just winning the championship and i think that he should beat finn for the title somewhere down line maybe wrestlemania time maybe even hold off to SummerSlam time you don't think they're going immediately to cross as i think as they soon are as possible i think they are but you could do something where cross gets it back he destroys finn but finn can get it back as the demon right and then cross can come back could soon go to the main roster if that's the what you think like you say he's more a main roster guy you can do that with him i do think the demon versus karen cross is definitely going to happen i think that's just a natural matchup um we haven't seen the demon in a long time in nxt a while so it will mean something when it happens and i can just see him destroying finn and you know and you know doomsday etc all this kind of stuff and then, you know, Finn and the rematch has to go deep and go to the demon and possibly win it back. And then you can have Kyle beat Finn somewhere down the line. I still I still think you still need to establish Kyle. I mean, you already did with a great match, but continue it, continue it, get him close one more time. And then in their trilogy, because I think they can have a great trilogy, have him win it in that final third match. 
All right, so uh, we'll get through this because I don't, you know, we're, we're coming up on that two hour mark. So we'll get through the rest of this really quickly. I, we're I, breaking it. We break the detail down. No, no, no. I, I, I think it's ready. fine. I think I think it's totally fine. If it was, if it was nonsense and it was us trying to find ways to extend the show, then not good. But no, it's it's all it's all what we watched and it's all information that is. Uh, I think is 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 good information and necessary for these shows. So, I think I think we get deep. We get deep, and I think that's what our fans like. So I know it's a long show, but thanks for sticking with this, guys. All right, yeah. so uh, I, like I said, I like the Storm and Ripley match. I thought it was really interesting that they were in the main event because I thought Dunn and O'Reilly was the slightly bigger match because there was just... Um, there was a reason that they were having it, you know, really it was, it was to get to that title. So I, I would have actually put Dunn and O'Reilly in the main event and had Storm and Ripley in the, uh, the, the top of the, the second hour. But I do like when they put the women in the main event, it does make the women's division feel very special. It makes Ripley feel like uh, a really big star, which is why it frustrates me when she loses. But so the other one that I had, and I, I'm thinking that this is on your list as well, is the um, the Chiampa match because I thought it was uh, pretty much the way that you make a guy when you are going to beat him. I thought that was a really strong version of what to do in that situation. Yeah, I had this uh, on this this match, this uh, Tom, Tommaso Ciampa, Tyler Russ match on my list as well. Be, just because as it kept go, going, I just kept liking it even more and more. Um, Tyler Russ, Russ Taylor, uh, Ryan Taylor, as I know him uh, from the you know California scene. How long so has he been around? Um, I remember he just a young skinny kid back in two thousand five six that's a while that's a that's a long that, while i mean he was a skinny little kid and you know he obviously you know filled out and i he traveled some and like he, he wasn't like he was like like he traveled on his own he didn't like he didn't really make waves i don't think like he i don't think he really stood out he's a good quality worker you know good talent i I, I never seen much personality from him. I, f- I feel like he's a good, you know, mechanic in there and good, you know, he's a good guy to have on the card kind of guy. Um, I think putting him in Malcolm Bivens is a good idea because I think Malcolm Bivens can do the promos for him and maybe he can be kind of like this cyborg, just kind of like, you know, wrestling machine kind of a guy. Um, this is really going to prove how good Malcolm Bivens is a manager. I think, you know, how he can carry his end there. Um, but I really liked that they went all in on him and showcased him and Champa him had a really great chemistry. Um, um, it made me want to pay more attention to what Tyler Russ is going to do in the future. And so I just think they, it was great. Even I like the Chomp, I like, like the Champa Thatcher stuff was even, was really good. I, you know, I thought they had a great match at takeover and looking forward at their, their things going to continue. Could end up being a team. I don't know who's going to happen with these guys, but um, yeah, I liked it. I thought that, and even, even triple H, you know, he, he, you know, he makes, he makes it a point to, use those tweets, you know, wisely when he puts over people and, you know, he really put over Tyler Rust in this match. So he, he definitely sees something in him. All right. What else? Um, last is the opening tag match. I thought it was really good. I know Leon Ruff had a rough landing there with that, that dive out. But when this match was announced, I had the exact finish, not saying how they did it. I'm saying like 
the heel group needs to win because they just mm-hmm. got established, right? Um, Kushida can't be beat. Um, Theory needs to be the guy that gets the win for the team. They need, you know, Gargano's already established. Theory needs to be established as a threat. And Ruff is okay to take the fall, right? Mm-hmm. Just, just, so I thought they did everything right. And, and mainly, the main part of the match, Kushida needed to be very dominant or a big time threat for Gargano because he's obviously going to be the next challenger for the North American Championship. So I thought they accomplished everything they need to accomplish in this match, and it was a good, good tag match. Okay, so I'm going to ask you the same question I asked you when he beat Gargano that first time in that Johnny Challenge or whatever they did. Mm. Are we supposed to take Leon Ruff seriously because he got waxed this entire match? Well, he's the he's, he's that's his role in this match. Yeah, he's he's the most inexperienced guy in the match. I mean, I mean, he's also not the biggest match. He's guy, more right? inexperienced he's not, than uh, Austin Theory. I think as uh, you know, we put two guys together. You know, Austin Theory is going to have advantage just because size and strength, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Leon Ruff, who's really growing on me. I love, I love, I'm kind of into this wiry little guy that just can do all this stuff. That that float. Twisting, floating, cutter thing is freaking awesome, man. I, 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 I would like to save. Him. I would save the jumping from the bottom rope to the middle rope to the top rope to like once. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I would save it for every three weeks because he does it every match. Yeah. It does it multiple times every match too. It's no, he does it. No, he does it once. And it's a whole spot. I call it the cat and mouse thing, right? He goes from bottom rope to the left side to the other side, down under the leg spot. It's the same thing when Tony Nese would do that cartwheel. Like he'd be on the apron, he'd do a cartwheel. The guy would try to hit him off of his legs the clothesline or a punch and he'd cartwheel on the apron and hit a super kick. Like he did that every match. Like, dude, how can you be in position on the mm-hmm. apron to have this moment? every match i just think it makes the the person who has to take that move look a little silly because they're sitting there waiting for him like a multiple time like i just wanted like when he jumps once i just want to like someone to just like grab his leg and throw him down well in this case gargano's already wrestled him three times i think maybe it might have been austin theory in the match with him during the, during the spot with him but at the same time you know he is a mentor he is being mentored by gargano who has already wrestled this kid twice you would think if this was you know we're trying to present a real thing like you know he would be smart to that right what rough's gonna do there and, and cut him off um if i'm rough just do it every three weeks or mm-hmm. do it when you first wrestle a person because it makes sense that they're not expecting it or it can catch them off guard. That's just just it's just a really nitpicky thing. But a mo- it's not like a move. It's not like, you know, well, Hogan did the big boot leg drop. That's his finisher, right? It's a setup in his finisher. This is like just a little spot like that he can he can, you know, do it every once in a while. It, it just mean more. But. The, the float over fucking cutter. I would only do that if he's going to finish guys. He might not win too much, you know, mm-hmm. that might be his deal. So Mage wants to get it in, but uh, I'm just happy he was okay during when he, when he crashed and burned, I thought he just, when they ripped him back in the ring, they should have just kept kind of changed things up and just went with it and kept the heat on there because like he really did just crash. Right. Yeah. yeah. But he and, got back smartly. They flipped that camera to make sure that we didn't see it as much as possible. But like if you're paying like, attention, you knew what happened. But like in a few minutes, he was back and doing moves, and and I and because you know they had it all laid out. But like, okay, call an audible. Hey, you just crash and burn. That's bigger than what we're gonna do, right? So mm-hmm. let's you know let's just start the heat from there. You know, so okay, so that was it. I'm gonna make sure 
we get out of here before two hours. So we are at currently at almost 158. So wait, wait. No, I'm just <laughs> just joking, just joking. So the only thing I'm going to say is uh, if you enjoyed this conversation, uh, think about uh, joining the Patreon. Look, it's it's not it's not for me. It's for everybody else. I think we have a really good staff. I want everybody else to uh, to feel like uh, you know that 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 there is some investment here. So if you do like this show and you have a few spare bucks a month, give it a shot. I promise you that uh, you know that that you're not going to be disappointed. And hey, if you are, hit me up, gg at fightgamemedia.com. I'll send you the five or the 10 bucks back uh, for, for your month. But uh, give us a shot. I think it's pretty good. We've gotten some really good feedback from some really big fans of, of all the sports. And look, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's an opportunity for us to do something different. So uh, hopefully you uh, you do give us a shot. And, and for those who are listening, I really appreciate you. You guys are awesome. And man, I just can't wait for us to get back to normal time because we're going to do some fun stuff when we actually get back to live shows but for john i am double g we'll see you when we see you peace out